Welcome to the This is Reno Radio Show. We're broadcasting from Reno, Nevada, the biggest little city in the world. And this is Reno.com, Reno's online news and event source. So Dana, um, we are back. I think it's been a month since we did an episode. It's been a while. We've been a while. Weird stuff happen. And it's been a wild been summer, don't yes, you think? It has. Yeah, and so most recently, we're we're kind of approaching the end of summer at the end of August here. Uh, our our good president uh, Trump was in town mm-hmm. yesterday, addressing the veterans, um, signing a bill that will help them hopefully to streamline their system. And I should also note that I believe we were one of very few media who actually covered the American Legion parade that was in town on Sunday. I didn't see anybody else there. Really? Um, And it was a small but very happy parade. Um, it, It made me feel good remembering all these people who served to help everyone else. Mm -hmm. So that's why they were in town. And I I Uh guess traditionally... Uh, historically, they always invite the sitting president, regardless of who it is, to address them. So this is a very fair um, you know, way to have him be here. But it definitely drew a lot of uh, consternation, I think. You know, we had um, folks out there protesting, I believe, three to 400 protesters. And then according to a, at least Ty's account, he did the photos for us, but uh, his account and I saw two or three other media accounts said approximately a few dozen yeah. Uh, counter protester, pro Trump yeah, protesters. And we had uh, somebody comment today and called us leftist bias news because we mentioned that and said, well, I was there. And my response to that is, well, maybe you were one of those few dozen that were there and we reported that. So um, yeah. I don't think people should get too upset by that because that's kind of what what happened. No this. matter how fair we try to be, there's always going to be those people who are looking for something to complain about. And I think every media have that that challenge we do yeah Yeah. and and there's no way to cover everything on every story so being accused of bias to me isn't necessarily a bad thing um but in this case i thought it was really off base Mm -hmm. i I mean ty's his his reporting is very matter of fact it is and and it i mean had there been 300 pro-trump protesters or demonstrators that would have been the story too yeah yeah i i think he does a very fair job I've seen him work. He goes out there and he's really looking for every side of what he is seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm very impressed with him. Yeah, and, I, and and to even step it away from us so we're not being so self-indulgent, you know, I think most of the media really picked up on it. And, you know, that's the media's job is to do that. And mm-hmm. I know uh, it's been very popular to attack the press in the last year or so. And I don't, and by the way, I actually, I think the press does need to, be held to a higher standard. I think for too long, uh, there's been really bad reporting and and very agenda-driven reporting, even in our local market. And I've been on the receiving end of that for many years and and many times. So I I actually think it's good to be critical of the press. Um, But I think the degree that we see that often in this day and age, in the age of Trump, you could say, um, I don't think it's always very fair. No. There's a lot of unfair things being done on every side well, you're right we need to hold ourselves up to higher standards plus pointing out when other people or entities don't hold themselves to those higher standards mm-hmm. that's what we need to do with our president mm-hmm. when he does something that is non-presidential mm-hmm. it's okay for us to point it out 
but it's not okay for us to do something disrespectful in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the media. The media should always respect, if not the man, mm-hmm. but the office. Hmm. Yeah. Well, thankfully, we don't we don't cover national poli- politics too often. Yeah. So you know, but we had but we had our president come here, yeah. and no matter who the president is, that is always nice. Yeah, and coming to address the veterans. This this veterans group has been coming to Reno for I don't know like 30 40 years. Oh, really? Yeah, this is an annual thing and yeah. Reno is a the place they come to. Yeah. Uh, and we should be more thankful for that. Yeah. Well, so I I mean I think it's good too that we have these conversations. I you know, I think we um we sometimes let the conversations at least online uh, get very heated mm-hmm. and inappropriately so a lot. So unfortunately, in the last couple of weeks with this UNR student who was in Charlottesville, you know, we were one of the, I believe, the first two media that to break that story locally. Although in fairness, it was really broken on social media, but we were the first to actually write a little thing mm-hmm. on it, us in uh, News Channel 2. Um, so that became a very hot topic conversation. It was really for me, a little disheartening to see the amount of polarization among our audience members who, uh, I mean, some people said, why are you guys even covering a political topic? And and it's a very, I think, a legit question because we normally don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, did, we didn't, I don't think we covered Hillary Clinton once. I could be wrong about that when she came to town. We covered Sanders. We covered Trump. One time he came to town when he was campaigning. Um, and then I don't even think we've ever covered Ob- when Obama was president. So normally we don't even delve into these issues unless we're kind of thrust into them. Well, I think people need to realize too, we're not a big organization. Mm-hmm. We have a finite group of people. That's not an excuse, Dana. <laughs> we need to be held to a higher standard. <laughs> there we go. There no, we go. I, and I firmly believe that. We, you know, as a, as a source of information in this community, um, we do need to work harder and we do need to do better, mm-hmm. I think. And part of what, what I've brought in is before these podcasts, I put it out there on social media, what events people are interested in. Before we get there, uh, we spoke with uh, Jay colbeck Clausel. Uh, I hope I got your name right, Jay. And let's hear what he had to say about some of the more on-the-ground issues here in Reno. On the playground issues. Correct. Take it away, Jay. Hello, I'm Jay colbeck Clausel. A AmeriCorps Vista and local activists who grew up in Reno. Okay, I referred to you as a, I think, as a community organizer in one of one of the stories, and somebody said, "Oh, that's the last thing we need is another community organizer." <laughs> so you prefer activist? <laughs> uh, I don't. I I like the word neighborhood the most. Essentially, I just want people to be able to make their own decisions. So sometimes I kind of run interference for that. Reno neighborhood advocate. Yeah, I, I don't have the best words for it. Okay. I, I wouldn't defend any title or word if somebody had a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate labels like that personally. I like, you know, publisher, editor, I just call myself proprietor. It's kind of more neutral and less like this is what I am, you know, because it, I I imagine like you you do a lot more than the term like activist or whatever would would imply. Yes? Right. Yeah. Okay. So what did you want to talk about today? There's some neighborhood issues. Uh, there are. So uh, we have a, a service in Reno called Reno Direct, and everyone should use it. You can email Reno Direct at reno.gov. 
um, any issue you run into, whether it's speeding or, I mean, if it's an emergency, obviously call 911, but anything else you can send there and they get right back to you. Um, recently, I, or I, I guess it was about two weeks ago now, I reported uh, some graffiti at Pat Baker Park, which has received a lot of modif- or updates uh, currently, and, and I think it should be a priority on the city, and it has a lot of graffiti on it right now. And it took them two weeks to fix it, but fortunately, I can't say they did fix it yesterday. Okay, good. Um, so it's, I'm not talking about negligence here. It's instead just like them being short-staffed. But uh, I, I do know for a fact, and I want to say this was maybe a year ago, that they were, in fact, short-staffed. I think they lost most of their team members who did that. And there's not too many. There's only a couple, I think. Right. right? Well, they lost the whole graffiti team. Okay. And they, they have an investigator and then two abatement people. Okay. Um, they... I. They hired those people, and so I thought they were back on staff. But I think what happened here is it was put under parks, and oh. it wasn't the graffiti team since it was on the playground equipment, on the slides, like all up in the uh, enclosed spaces where your nine-year-old would be playing and reading lots of profanity because they're learning how to read right now. Right. And so you also sent us a photo that showed, I believe it was at Idlewild Park, that literally had a piece of plywood at the top of the slide. Yeah, so park staff just put plywood on broken equipment. And then sometimes it takes months before the part can come in. And with a little bit better planning, it seems like we should have some of those parts on um, or in our inventory just to repair or just buy some equipment that lasts a little better. better. So that slide was broken at the bottom. Okay, so if more people called Reno Direct, perhaps these things would be taken care of quicker? Absolutely. So that's kind of the takeaway for today is to be more involved. Because I know a lot of folks... And Dana and I have this conversation quite often, and we were having this conversation before we started recording, but a lot of folks just go straight to social media and complain. Right. Not very effective. Right. Because, I mean, even if a city employee sees that, their kind of defenses are up and they're just looking at it as an attack and they might not turn that into a service request so that it gets on the docket and gets fixed. Yeah, so the more people that say, hey, there's a pothole on Plum in Virginia, I don't know if there is, there might be, but uh, if they get 10 calls, that's probably going to hold more weight with them than if they get two calls. Right, or if I call them every week. Yes, so you can, you, one person, not so much, but five, 10 might, might solve the issue. Yeah. Great, anything else you want to add? Yeah, so well, if you get into the what the graffiti or like the nitty gritty, like what was actually in the graffiti. Some of it was just the teenage profanity that you would expect. And if you clean it up right away within 24 hours, then it stops. It's what just history shows. But some of it, it looks more like a community board. Like one of them says, uh, Jeremiah, get your ass home. And it's just written in big, thick, Sharpie marker on an orange piece of equipment Hmm. right on there. And And I just think like we need to have some more community whiteboards and, um, chalkboards or just more ways for people to communicate. I don't know if this was a mom or an older sister who was doing. We have evolved quite a bit away from the days of the cave paintings, I would say. I, yeah, I'm not, I know. I don't think so. I don't know if we have like, and I'm not saying in a good way necessarily. Well, like our, our environment has evolved. I don't think we have yet. Yeah. 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 So So, yeah, any kind of blank surface sometimes becomes a a canvas for some folks. And um, your proposal would be, you know, why not maybe repurpose a whiteboard or something so that give people a space to just say these comments and then you know, if somebody like me goes and takes a picture and fills out whatever obnoxious paperwork is necessary to 
get it out there, then at least it'll be read. Um, but then I think the, the other story that this tells is just how we use our public spaces and uh, just how we're out in them. And I, I think the, the more vulnerable you are, the more you rely on these public spaces in order to have these conversations. Like I, I'm guessing that this act of graffiti was an effective way to send a message to some kid. I mean, I don't know Jeremiah, but <laughs> somebody does. <laughs> somebody does, and a bunch of other people do who use that park, I'm sure. Right, right. But now we all have to see that message if we go to that park, and it's not really relevant to us. Right. But a, a lot of us have the wealth to to have our own communications. And I, I think uh, a lot of this community conversation that's that, or I mean, if somebody brushes their teeth in public, like the city's talking about making that illegal because you can't spit so how are you going to brush your teeth if you're out there i mean so we just have to make or accept that people are people when they're out in the environment like a lot of these these laws and trying to regulate all of this behavior rather than give space for it to be allowed is um isn't going to be enforced fairly or equitably it's just going to be enforced against people who are decided to be undesirable yeah well, I did hear, so I heard the presentation, I assume you probably watched it on the vagrancy ordinance. Did you, did you watch um, it? I, I only read about it on this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I listened and I, I tried to listen very keenly um, to what was being said and the rationales for why people were saying what they're saying. And I'm not going to say I agree or disagree necessarily. Well, I definitely disagree with one comment that was made by a local uh, property <clears throat> owner, developer, whatever you, whatever you want to say. But um, what what the police said is that they really tried to want to use this as an avenue to steer people who need help, in theory, to resources if they are available. And I know you and I, we've had that conversation yeah. that the resources aren't always there. Right, and that's, that's what it boils down to. For me, they were trying to get these vagrancy laws passed six months ago, and it kind of feels like they've spent six months talking about it instead of actually working on the resources. Uh, so I, the fact that we're just talking about anti-vagrancy and, uh, and that at the same time, we're not taking care of our parks equipment and it's just, we're, we're just missing the, the big picture of what our job is as a city. So you're saying, if I can paraphrase, we're putting a lot of effort into something that's sort of almost at least in appearance punitive rather than being more proactive. Right. Right. And, and then it's also not addressing the, the core issue. I mean, if we care about making a place desirable, then, then there are different things we should be talking about than if somebody spits or if they use their phone in public. Right. I think one of the ordinances may have gotten tossed yesterday, right? and I don't recall which one, but um, I think the ACLU... If you read their response to the ordinances, um, I haven't. Oh, so. it's it's very worth uh, worth your time to read. Um, and they, I think they made a lot of good points. And I think they, the the uh, city attorney's office listened to them and uh, on some points, maybe not on all mm -hmm. of them, but um, managed to do make some changes. And I believe one got actually, or it was recommended that one be removed in its entirety. Okay. Yeah, I don't I recall which largely one it was. steer away from illegal or uh, legal issues in general, but. Like the sitting and lying one, I think, you know, we, tourists come to town and we need to just let them be people and that's not going to work. So we're not going to enforce it against them and then we're going to try to enforce it against other people and that's illegal. So right. So that might be the one if I were to guess. Yeah, I don't recall off the top of my head, 
but great. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate oh, yeah. you, and I know this is kind of impromptu for you. So thank you for all your all your work, and you know you're always in communication with us. So I appreciate that too. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. All right, so let's get back to our normal uh, dose of news and events for the Reno, Nevada area. <laughs> I went there, didn't I? Um, so uh, we have, so this weekend, I know we have CanFest. Mm-hmm. They are a sponsor of the podcast, um, ninth annual event, and it's going to be this year at the Grand Sierra Resort. Expect a live stream on Saturday from the event, maybe before the event. It should be before the event because after the event, you'll be... Too late. <laughs> yeah. So we will be live streaming from CanFest. Uh, what else do we have going on? Um, well, we have two theaters having shows that I went to see personally. Mm-hmm. Good Luck Macbeth has The Mountaintop. Uh, the fictitious story of Martin Luther King's Jr.'s last night in his motel room. Interesting. So somebody took an actual historical event and fictionalized it. Yes. Like this is what we think may have happened yes. or we Well, it's it it is it is very deep and moving and and it really shows how in a certain situation if he knew what was coming up, how how a man like him would have taken a look at what he has accomplished. Hmm. What he wanted to accomplish that he won't be able to get done. I highly, highly recommend it. Interesting. Okay. Um, so And good luck, Macbeth, right here in Midtown. Right here in Midtown. Yep. And then Restless Artist Theater all the way out in Sparks. And trust me, it's not that far. It's a great no. little kind of micro theater. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing a show called Speaking in Tongues. Okay. And the... It is a dance. It is complicated. It has a love story. It has a mystery. It is a fun, fun show. Okay. So I highly recommend that. Go out and support your local theater. And I, we should also know, we, we are just uh, finalizing our uh, advertising, or it's not even really an advertising, but cross-promotional agreement with uh, Reno Little Theater. Mm-hmm. And they've been a partner of ours for the last year. And they have a whole new season popping up. So mm-hmm. be on the lookout for their shows. I believe one starts in early September. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, I'll be going to the media night on that. And, mm-hmm. of course, doing doing my review. And, and my reviews, I was thinking about this. Uh, my reviews are more like what my experience was. Right. So, um, and everything has been so stellar. The theater in this town is so good. I haven't seen anything bad for a while. Okay. So those that's what's happening in the theater. We also have an event called Songwriters in the Round, local singer-songwriters, and I believe that is also here in Midtown at the Saint. At the Saint. Uh, Joni Blingham, she uh, she is kind of the, the brainchild of that, I believe. Great. So uh, there's an event on Facebook. That's August 27th from 6 to 9 at The Saint. So what I'm doing, I'm putting it out there on Facebook, what are people interested in? So they need to follow you and be friends with you on Facebook. They need to follow me. And And then when I put that out. N-O-L-L-S-C-H on Facebook. That's me. So she she wrote in when I asked what's happening. Um, Ty, it talks about the Aloha Fest coming up this weekend. I went to that last year. Yeah. 
Yeah, amazing. Where's amazing that? art, food, dance, music, you name it. It's uh, Wingfield Park. Maybe that's where uh, Michelle and I will do our uh, live Live videos. streams? Yeah. Yeah, from the Aloha Fest. Awesome. And then uh, Steve Funk reminds us the Buds and Brews is coming up next month. Steve's got the funk. Oh, yeah. And then the Forte Awards, which we are involved with. We are. Again, another kind of promotional thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, this one came through our system. It's called the Great Depressurization because we all know Burning Man is is coming back and is here every year. But between September 4th and September 7th, there's going to be events all over South Lake and Reno and all that stuff. And you can get the information about that on thisisreno.com. That sounds interesting. Yeah. And speaking of Burning Man, we're not going to Burning Man, but what we don't do we get do? invited for some reason. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, but look out on uh, this is Reno. We will be in a Walmart parking lot near you, live streaming, live streaming interviews with burners, interviews with burners. Yeah, it's an uh, now. I think are going to be our second or third year doing the this Walmart third live year. third year live streaming. And and I'm Walmart. also going to go out to my daughter's house. She has a lot of burners who come and crash with her. So I'm going to be talking to some of the burners there. Pre or post burn? Uh, pre. Good. And probably post as well. So they'll be clean? They're clean now. Okay, good. But they won't be clean in a week. Yeah. <laughs> Truckee Meadows Water Authority is doing its annual uh, tours of, they have the Verdi Hydroelectric Power Plant. Oh, I highly recommend that. We have a video somewhere on our website. From two years ago? I think two years ago. Yeah, you went on that. I highly recommend it. It is so fun. So clean energy right here in little old Reno, Nevada, but and we've it's been 100 doing years it for old. 100 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Tumwa, so they are a sponsor as well. The um, first hydroelectric power plant was built in Verdi. The first hydroelectric power plant on the West Coast was built in Verdi, and Westinghouse himself came out to supervise the building of it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And they're also, but they're also letting you tour the water treatment plant at Chalk Bluff. Mm-hmm. I've done so that you can, too. You can go and see how your water is actually treated because I, 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 I've actually spent some time in the last couple of weeks talking with, with some of their personnel and um, they, you know, the, the message they said was the truckies clean, you know, it's mm-hmm. a great source of water. We all know that, but it's not drinking water safe. Because you never know. You could get, you know, maybe a dead animal falls in the river or something and could contaminate it. So they have to take that water, divert it from the Truckee, and treat it in order for us to drink it, in order for it, for it to be safe. And I think everybody should have at least an idea of what effort they put into making that water safe for you. Mm-hmm. So whenever you use the water out of your tap, you appreciate that the place we live in, the wonderful place we live in and mm-hmm. the things that we're offered. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I have toured this country multiple times and I say with all sincerity and honesty that this is some of the best water tap water that you can get. Mm-hmm. The best tasting, I would say. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what else, what else is cooking? That's a good question. Um, well, I'm going to be out this weekend. Michelle and I will be out this weekend just kind of tooling around and seeing what we run into. Mm-hmm. One of the things I want to go to is the art museum. I haven't been there for a few weeks. Okay. And see what's new there. Yeah. Um, we have so much art in this town. Sherlock Holmes at the main museum. 
Oh, another advertiser right. of ours, and that is an ongoing exhibition. I haven't gone to that yet. You have not? Okay. No. I'll um, check that out. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty fun, uh, family-friendly, but they do say PG rating because there you know, is a theme of murder and things like that. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, that's ongoing. That will be going through the end of October. That's the Wilbur D. May Center at Rancho San Rafael. Everything they do there is amazing. Walking through their museum with all of the trophies. You may not be so happy, some people, with trophy animals, but it's wonderful to see them. It's a piece of our local history for sure. Yeah. It is. Great. Well, thanks, Dana. My pleasure. And we'll uh, do this again. Thank you for listening to the This Is Reno Radio Show. Please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a review. Also, visit us online for daily news and events at thisisreno.com. We are locally owned and operated.